A reading from John 3, 25-30 An argument developed between some of John's disciples and a certain Jew over the matter of ceremonial washing. They came to John and said to him, Rabbi, that man who is with you on the other side of the Jordan, the one you testified about, well, he is baptizing and everyone is going to him. To this, John replied, A man can receive only what is given him from heaven. You yourselves can testify that I said, I am not the Christ, but am sent ahead of him. The bride belongs to the bridegroom. The friend who attends the bridegroom waits and listens for him, and is full of joy when he hears the bridegroom's voice. That joy is mine, and it is now complete. He must become greater. I must become less. You remember several days ago we were talking about the um, when Jesus turned over the tables in the temple, and I was trying to make the case that uh, he was doing that because they had made the whole scene about me, 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 instead of God, God, God. And uh, I bring that up because here's an opportunity for John the Baptist to make it all about him. You know, his disciples come to him and and they're like, hey. Some of your folks are peeling off and following this other guy. And John had every opportunity right there to say, we, I got to get my people back, you know. But instead, I, I like the ESV translation of, um, of John 3.30, where John says, he must increase, but I must decrease. Mm, I love that. He must increase, but I must decrease. And I may have shared this before, but every single Sunday morning, we pastors pray in the prayer chapel uh, for a, a lengthy time. Uh, and there's a couple of phrases that have developed um, over the years that we end up including in that prayer. And one of them is this one. And usually Pastor David is the one who prays it, something like, Lord, as we lead these people in worship today, may we decrease and may you increase. If there's anybody who knows about anyone on their drive home from worshiping here today, maybe you. Uh, we don't really care if they remember our names, but we care if they remember yours. So we decrease so that you might increase. We, ju- we just have turned that into a motto, really, um, a posture of our hearts before we go lead people in worship. We're trying to be like John the Baptist, you know, or in this decision he made to not make it about himself. When I was, uh, when, when the concept for, uh, this, what we're doing here in uh, looking at Jesus' his life chronologically uh, based on the four Gospels. In other words, you know, finding, you're trying to find out what the chronological source of events are. In some cases like this, this may be a little bit out of place, but it's so important. Because John the Baptist was a very big part of what you and I talked about at the beginning, because John is a very big player up to a point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. right. John is, uh, what is right? He's the witness. We, I, mm-hmm. I, we talked about this a little bit. Yep. The last of the Old Testament prophets. Point and last of the yeah. Old Testament prophets. Yeah. And, and, and so a, a new world is awakening. What's so, I think, remarkable about what he says is first of all, it's not what most people. <laughs> and so I, I think he has the Holy Spirit. Oh, he, yeah. he understands uh, that his mission 
is 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 not forever, you know, and and he is expressing that perfectly here, and it's it's as and and you know in life you know you're the you're the senior pastor in a church you're quite young, uh, not you know your your early middle years, and you know it's it's an important church especially in New England. Uh, and, but there will come a time, which, you, you know, when Chuck Davis was the senior pastor and you were, I think, was associate pastor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, his time, he realized his time at Stanwich had come to an end. Mm-hmm. And since I was an elder at that time, I got to sort of see the deliberations and experience them. And it was a beautiful thing. It was a very beautiful thing because oftentimes when, somebody is leaving there could be reasons for it and stuff but i saw this as totally authentic that some that one person felt his time hmm. needed to be uh, reoriented in another direction and your time had, a, had had come and i think everybody understood that hmm. and so the transition itself was very important hmm. but you know, at some point in the future, you will face that same thing. Yeah. I faced it in business. And I think when you get to be a little bit older, uh, giving up becomes a, an easier proposition. Hmm. Uh, not for everybody, but I think my own my own journey right now has never been fuller. It's never hmm. been filled with things I love. And, you know, feel passionate about what we're doing here. And I'm not looking for results. I'm not looking for anything. I I feel it's a a total blessing that you and I are having these conversations. And hopefully, you know, whether I diminish or, you know, whatever happens, it doesn't matter because we're passing on the message that that we've both been called to pass on. Yeah, I want to speak to that real quick. interesting you're talking about the you know the transition from pastor chuck to me and and yes one day there will be a transition from me to the next senior pastor and uh whether that happens six months from now three years from now ten years from now it's all in the lord's plan but um the the uh ease you were talking about the smoothness and the ease of the transition from from chuck's departure the ease of that future day when i leave actually begins today and what i mean by that is if i'm gripping today if i'm gripping this job, you know, with my human grip and if I'm really interested in my position and my reputation, I'm just kind of making it about me, then uh, it's going to be really hard someday. To give it <laughs> right. up. But if, but if I'm holding that all very loosely, I'm saying, Lord, okay, awesome. You called me to this right now. I trust however many days or years or months you have for me in it. You've already predetermined that. And I'm just one baton holder in a very long line of other baton holders if you called me to give it up tomorrow, I trust you. I'll give it to the next person, you know? And, and the point being it's um, Chuck left so well, um, not because it suddenly dawned on him one day it was his time, but rather because the way he led even while he was here is he held it all very loosely. He, he trusted God with every day to be the real leader of the church. I, I agree with that. I came to know Chuck quite well because we did – about a thousand podcasts together yeah. Yeah. over uh, several years, 
And uh, we very rarely talked about anything outside of what we were doing. Um, but I think you nailed it in terms of Chuck. He's not desperately hanging on to no. right. a, an identity position, right. essentially. Right. Uh, yeah. Just was not his way. And I, I think mm -hmm. all of us should learn from that mm -hmm. today uh, or uh, at the, I'm sorry, at the end of January, uh, I relinquished uh, the office I had had for 31 years. Uh, I said, that time in my life is up. It's over. Mm. And I've never been more happy mm. uh, not to travel into New York. And by the way, Limelight, that church you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, I mentioned it, a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. That's on the street. Right by your office. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's very funny. Um but uh, my, my comment to you, I think, was, you know, when the world gets inside a church, it, it should close down. Hmm. Uh, I don't know what happened to Limelight. It's just there. It's a, it's a wreckage. It's not a, a wreck, but it, it seems like well, it's, a, it's a gym now. It's actually it's a, a, yeah, it's it's got whatever. the new idol, new idolatry inside it now. <laughs> but the, yeah. Anyway, um, that's all I have. Yeah, me too.